Hi and welcome to the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. I'm Ryan, the host slash game runner of Alliance. Join me as I talk to the 11th placed finisher of High Seas, Gwyn, about playing your first org and external influences. I'm joined today by the 11th place finisher in Alliance High Seas, the first member of the High Seas jury, Gwyn. Hi. Hello. It's great to have you. Um, great to get into High Seas for the first time uh, in, the, in the podcast. Um, and I guess the only place to start is with your application. <laughs> uh Oh my god <laughs> uh so yeah i have it here um you applied toward the end of may uh, and if i'm not mistaken it looks like the season started also in may uh a few days after we got the application i guess yeah that, yeah uh so kind of a last last minute thing i guess um and this was your first org experience that you had yeah yeah i was um a baby coming into it and i had been like waffling back and forth on whether i was going to apply um but she's kind of talked me into it so that's where i i was like all right well i'll do it i guess and just slid in there uh, were you overly familiar with discord in general no not at all i'm still like discord stupid um <laughs> And, and the, the, a lot of people will probably remember how frustrated I got with the Discord commands. Mm. Um, I still don't understand them. Mm. So idle hunting will never be my strong suit. We'll say that. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, it's not. It's not for everybody. That is definitely a, a, a fact. Uh, so yeah, you. You applied for this game that is about uh, tries to emulate Survivor, and I think, uh, especially uh, in the seasons prior to yours that we ran, um, was I think the first and foremost uh, uh, intention behind what we were trying to create. And I think your this season, High Seas, marks uh, really a turning point in the way we approached the game uh, from a from a structural t overview standpoint in uh, for me personally, anyway, trying to gear myself more toward, um, I, I don't know, telling like a story within the game itself and within the th theming that we've created and really pushing that form in various directions uh, that we hadn't done prior to. Uh, and so I think that, probably didn't help either uh, especially on the command hunting front um but if i if i ever see another row command i'm quitting immediately <laughs> oh, <laughs> because no. i was so convinced i was so convinced i was gonna figure that out and i never did oh no <laughs> um sorry <laughs> Well, you know what, though, like after the season was over and I went back and looked at it, I was like, oh, that, you know, like I felt stupid because it was so simple once I realized what it was. That's 
that's like the most bittersweet aspect of it because i think a lot of I, I don't know i don't not 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 that i not that everything we put into the game is, is as it makes sense when you look at it in hindsight necessarily but i think right. a lot of people look back and see stuff that does uh and it's like ah oh, i was i was right there i knew i know these words i could have solved this and, and i think people do that with puzzles in general um and and riddles i think in particular where once you see the solution it's very it just it just illuminates the whole thing and uh that, that then the, but the frustrating part is like well how why didn't i see this four days ago six days ago ten days ago and and that's yeah yeah <laughs> very much very much yeah <laughs> <laughs> um okay so uh so you 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 mentioned kind of waffling about whether you were going to apply at all were you i don't know what was your kind of what what were you feeling like the idea of actually playing a game like this you know was it were you a little like i don't know uh anxious about it or nervous or anything i think i was nervous so much as worried that um i was gonna fall flat on just because when i like when cheese kind of pushed me into it i kind of looked like i joined the server and then i kind of looked at you know like the pre like the recaps of the previous seasons and and i was like oh wow like these some of these people are just really good at at like the idol hunting or the challenges and i i think i was just a little nervous that i wasn't gonna have a standout game Hmm. and i realized afterwards that my obviously social game was the strongest because i'm never going to be a challenge beast (laughs) um but i was really good at making connections so and and like that kind of was my basis for every org that i've been in after that um was just my social game and i realized i was good at it in high seats so but i was that was what i was really worried about was that i wasn't going to have anything that i was good enough at to make it at all let alone to merge yeah and uh, you know when you compare these games to to actual survivor you know the one thing you can't you really can't replicate is is a physical form of the game uh really and i think because of that you end up with the social and strategic components taking a, a higher priority and you know it becomes far less like a, a three-pronged game and more like two and a half prongs uh, ultimately yeah uh with with social and strategy being so much having so much more you know emphasis on them and so you know if one of those is something you're really good at that generally uh can can carry you pretty far on its own in my experience yeah and i i will say that i learned from pisces that an under the radar game is actually not a bad way to play because rdt kind of just came out of nowhere at the end <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and like he was running the game by the end of it yeah yeah it it, it was very because you know we we had come off a season in in summit where uh the person or it was shan who goes on to win you know, wasn't the biggest character at, at every point in the game, but 
um, I think in conjunction with Stark for, for the bulk of that post-merge portion was very large and in the crosshairs uh, as far as uh, someone that needed to be eliminated if everyone else wanted a chance to win and was on it, they weren't able to do it. Uh, so then to come contrast that here in this season where everybody who even started to kind of step into that role too early was just immediately cut down. Uh, and, uh, that I'm very excited to talk to deadly when I get to it, but you know, he, he was a big, big one. I think, you know, uh, crystal, uh, kind of had the same similar thing happen to her and, uh, you know, um, yeah, so I, you know, I think I think it just it was a nice contrast between the two to just showcase how different you can play and still be very successful um, in a game like this. Well, and the the thing about his game was like Moss also was very under the radar, mm-hmm. but Moss didn't have the social aspect of it. Like RDT was able to stay under the radar, but make enough social connections that he always knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think that was an, a fantastic. Like I went back and I was looking through, and and he did a fantastic job. So I can't even be mad at him. Deadly though, <laughs> Deadly was my downfall, and oh, Deadly. Oof. Uh, so okay, so starting to kind of talk about your your cast here uh, when <laughs> when we get to marooning. Um, which I believe was May 29th, um, 2021. Uh, So you you get your first look at all the other people you're going to be playing with. And we mentioned Moss and RDT, Deadly, Crystal, Cece, uh, Dano, Devin, Flair, Mason, Zach, Sully, Sams, Mini Ninja, Jamal, the whole thing. Uh, I don't know what... When, when when it finally starts to be like real, uh, I feel like there's always a little bit of a shift in in everyone's perspective and and read of the situation as it as it were. H- how did you kind of adjust to to the dynamic of things? Um, I think I think my my take on it was oh it's just a bunch of people like talking having fun because at that point to me like I didn't realize that I should have been setting up my social game from that point. So I was just like talking and, and I think I very early on connected with CC and flair. Um, CC, I love to death. Uh, flair was just adorable. Um, and I, I really wasn't like, I wasn't looking at it in terms of like, these are going to be my allies. I was just, you know, talking and having fun and, and chatting with people. Um, I think I, I don't I don't think I really saw it come in as a game until like our first challenge. And it was the um, I forget what the name of it was, but like we had to take turns and on the, the tiller and mm, steer, or whatever. Steering the ship. Yeah. Yes. Steering the ship. Yeah. Um, and they came they came up with a spreadsheet and like we were trying to take turns. And and I was I, I that's when I saw I'm like, hmm. You know, this person really isn't like stepping up and doing what they should be doing. So that's when I started to like think, how can I set this up so that, you know, the people that are doing what they need to do are my allies and the ones who aren't really playing are just 
I just, I just what? Sorry, my daughter was asking me a question. <laughs> um, that they're just kind of coasting, mm. and and that's where I really shifted into the mindset of I'm playing this game. Very nice. Uh, yeah, uh, it's. I, I mean, that's that's kind of the whole point, I suppose, behind our first, you know, immunity challenge being a 24-hour challenge, is just to kind of i don't know i guess throw people into the deep end at the start and then you kind of you know not generally speaking none of the other challenges during the season are that long or that time intensive uh so you kind of get a feel you you really get to experience all that all the kind of timing and, and scheduling and uh you know i don't think any of the other challenges ever really make you work that mu- that closely with everyone else to kind of you know structure how you're going to approach something the same way and by the end of it you are really in the game uh truly at that point uh if not you know by mindset at least hopefully yeah yeah that one definitely uh that was a a lot like for my first challenge i was like i really hope that they're not all like this (laughs) no no not not usually um yeah so so let's see so steering the ship uh 24 hours uh everyone had to sign up for or or use commands to uh take the helm for 45 minutes at a time and then throughout the 24 hours we had eight obstacles that appeared uh that we triggered and they were there were two options you could give as far as uh, how to address the uh, obstacles one of them swerved you around the obstacle the other one uh, ran you into the obstacle and that was the uh, initial um, check for for who won this challenge Uh, and so if my records here are correct you encountered one of these obstacles which was that uh so we were we were teaching you port and starboard yes <laughs> yours you had to turn port and uh port was feet in a mile and starboard was yards in a mile and uh, you got that one correct i think probably the fastest googling i've ever done in my life <laughs> yeah what was like the i don't know was there just like a rush of adrenaline as soon as you the message like pops up well, yeah, because because you guys did it very like I was there and nothing for a good while. <laughs> and then just all of a sudden it was there and I had like a strategy set up. I was on my laptop and I had my phone. Uh, I had Google open because I think um, whoever had gone before me had like I, I scrolled back and I looked through like what they had to do. So I kind of had an idea that I, I should probably have Google open in case I needed to figure it out. Um, and then I was like, I just kind of stared at the screen for a second before I realized that there was writing there. And I was like, oh, I have to do something. Um, and thankfully, I I, pull, I I did it right because I would have been really upset if I hadn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was, it's, it's a, I, I don't know, it's like kind of a reassurance that you can, you can do things <laughs> if you get one thing right. It just makes everything else a little less t- 
terrifying, I feel. Yes. Yes. Uh, so uh, the other component to um, the, the challenges that we did this season was every challenge had a captain. And so each captain had either a different task that they had to do during the challenge or a little bit more responsibility or a little bit more something or other. Uh, and so in this case, the captains were vigilant and they got to see the steering the ship channel at all times. So they couldn't do anything in there unless they were taking a shift. But if there was an obstacle, they could let everyone else know. Um, and so you're, you're, so you were on the blue Leviathan tribe to start the season, um, along with CC, Dano, Deadly, Devon, Flare, Mason, and Mini Ninja. Uh, your captain in this challenge was Flare, and uh, I don't remember the specifics, but ultimately your your ship hits one obstacle, and Scylla's ship hits two obstacles, which means. You won the first immunity challenge. Yes, and that actually, um, Flair was the captain, mm -hmm. uh, and I remember she she had stayed up all night, the poor thing. Um, but we were so stoked that we won, like it kind of just like we felt really good. And I, I think if I remember correctly, we had like a string of wins for a while there. Mm -hmm. um, so we were kind of I think got a little too big for our britches, um, <laughs> and we were feeling you know pretty pretty on top of things um but that first challenge i think really solidified like helped us feel like we could work together mm -hmm. um and if i remember if i remember correctly i think i really quickly uh solidified with cc and dano um flair i loved her but i think i with cc and dano they were closer to my age so it was a little bit easier with them and then, like, Flair and Deadly were just kind of on the outskirts of that. Um, but that's, I think, when when me, Cece, and Dano really decided that we were going to work together. It didn't work out that way. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't stay that way. But that's, that's where it was heading. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, uh, I'm curious because, you know, we... Alliance is typically considered uh, one of the older orgs in general, in average age, I think, um, excluding Academy, which was all returning players. Our average cast member is like 29 years old, um, which sometimes is twice the age of the average cast uh, in other orgs. Yes. Uh, so in, in other orgs that you've played since then, um, I don't know, like, have you found a, a way to bond or or just talk to like the people that are in their teens still and and i don't know figure that out i actually i have um i very quickly end up becoming like the mother figure um <laughs> which is a good role for me because i have kids that age like my oldest is 19 and then i have an 18 year old i also have a 13 year old and a 12 year old so mm -hmm. um I kind of, I kind of become the mom figure, <laughs> which is, you know, and a lot of these kids have stuff going on, you know, in real life and, and they use like the orgs and, and just discord in general to kind of have a safe place. Um, 
and I have quite a few that, you know, reach out to me still and talk to me and tell me, you know, their daily problems. <laughs> I try to, you know, yeah, I try to help, but, um, that's kind of, that's kind of my role is just like, you know, just the sounding board. If you're having a bad day, come talk to me. I'll help you figure it out. So it's a good connection point for me. Oh, that's nice. That's good. That's great. Awesome. Uh, well, uh, so let's see. Scylla goes to the first nautical council uh, where Jamal is becomes the first boot of the season. And we head over to the next immunity challenge. Uh, so this time you were voting on an orthographic captain. Uh, <laughs> we had some... We we struggled, I think, to to name some of these captain roles, <laughs> which may or may not be apparent as we go through them. Uh, but because, like, I don't know, just the naming convention meant we needed it to be exactly one word. We needed it to be at least descriptive enough that the players could like strategically vote for a person that could be good at whatever this person needs to be doing and uh also fit the theme of the challenge itself it was it was a uh, sometimes a mess um but in this case uh we we were basically playing uh wheel of fortune where you don't guess letters um where we post a uh, a phrase or a word with blanks and then as time progressed if nobody guessed the correct word we would post an updated uh plank with blanks in it uh, that had a couple of letters filled in and then it would be worth less points and you just kind of keep going until somebody on one of the tribes got the right answer. The captains in this challenge uh, were on your side CC and on the other side Crystal and their benefit was that every uh, I believe every fifth uh, phrase was just for them. Nobody else could guess it was just between the two of them uh, and you also sat flare out because you had one too many people uh tell me about i don't know tell me about this challenge and how you felt about it and whatnot this was actually one of my favorite challenges um because i was actually pretty good at it yes you were <laughs> um it it played to my strength i'm very good at word games uh not so much like puzzles uh or i'm sorry like well, puzzles like jigsaw puzzles, a lot of other orgs do the, the sliding puzzles and stuff like that. I'm decent at those, but word word games are my my favorite. Mm -hmm. So this one was a lot of fun um, and I thought it was really clever. I've never seen another org do anything like it. So still one of my favorites. Um, but Crystal was also very good at it. Um, and and some of them like she was she was getting them like a split second after they were even typed out and i was like how how is that even possible i didn't even finish counting the no the number of blank spaces yet mm -hmm. um but then cc came and i remember cc came in clutch at the last second with the coconut crabs mm -hmm. and and kind of pulled us because we were neck and neck there right at the end um but she saved us and pulled us out that was so much fun though that was such a fun challenge Yes, you you and Crystal were each uh, credited for four correct answers apiece. Uh, you ended up providing the most points as an individual with 15 points, almost half the points your your entire tribe uh, earned. And at the 
at the second to last captain challenge, which would have been uh, number 15 overall, uh, Crystal won that one for two points. And at that point, the score was 27 to 20 in their favor. And then the next five all went to Leviathan. Big comeback. Um, you were up two points heading into the final one. And so if I don't remember how close Crystal was at that point, uh, but CC got the final one for two points. So if Crystal had gotten it, it would have been a tie. I don't remember what the tiebreaker was, but uh, yeah, it was. It was. Oh yeah, we did have. We had a tiebreaker planned out. Um, it would have been, I think, for everybody to participate in. Uh, and um, the uh, the phrase for that one was winning alliance high seas, which I think would have been fun. But yeah, that would have been fun. <laughs> we didn't need it uh, because your your side was just just good enough to just too good. I'm actually pretty. I didn't know that I did that good. I'm I, I'm I'm now very proud of myself. So thank you for that. <laughs> you should be. You should be. Uh, yeah. So yeah, like you said, two two immunity wins in a row. Um, and so at this point. You know, you mentioned having a bond with uh, CC and Dano. Uh, you also mentioned Flair and Deadly kind of uh, on the periphery, uh, a little further away from that. What what was was there any kind of connection for you with Mason and Devin and Mini Ninja during this early part of the game? Probably mason more so than mini ninja and devin um i know mini ninja was like really really busy mm -hmm. um so she was off and on i don't really remember talking to devin at all to be honest and i, th I think wasn't was he our first i think he was our first cut when we finally did go to tribal well that's that's the thing so devin talk comes to us i think it was right after the challenge had ended uh to let us know that he just didn't have the time um yeah that's right and, um but we had already yeah. been throwing his name around because he was <laughs> yeah but i mean you know it when i and i i think i actually do remember um reaching out to him when you guys had said that he was pulling out um I think I, you know, just said, Hey, I hope everything's okay. Um, and he got back to me and said, thanks for reaching out. Um, he was a sweet kid. I just think between, between him and Minnie Ninja there, they just were too busy and I didn't really get a chance to connect with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, uh, he let us know. We asked him not to say anything. <laughs> um, uh, and until the till Scylla had attended nautical council so that we could keep up the charade uh, <laughs> that they were actually voting somebody out and then we surprised them there and like actually there's no vote tonight you're just all going back to your camp and then that's when he posted uh, in your camp that uh, he was going to leave for personal reasons which as far as I remember was mostly just uh, time and availability um, and such so yeah I mean that but that's kind of it's kind of a it's a really interesting situation where you know you've won the first two challenges but you have the same number of people as the other side and I don't know it, it's a really 
interesting um, circumstance. Yeah, I remember there was a lot of confusion around like how <laughs> things were going to go. Um, I don't remember exactly like what the issue was, but like everybody was really confused. Like, how is that going to how is that going to affect the game? But it all worked out in the end. Yeah. So uh, next challenge is engagement. And uh, this is this is complicated. Uh, so we asked everybody to vote for a judicious captain. And you were voted the judicious captain for Leviathan. What's what's it like to be voted as captain? I think was this the challenge that I um, I volunteered to be captain? Or am uh, I mixing this it up? might have been because this is this is the swap challenge. Yeah, I remember. Um, or no, no, actually, I think I am confusing them. But I, I, I probably I, because I remember there was one challenge where I think RDT volunteered to be the captain, and somebody, either Dano or CC, had said to me, like in DMs, "I'm not comfortable." from the other team so i was like well i guess i'll do it <laughs> um so i th I, I but I, I think i'm confusing them i might have volunteered for this one as well um and this is the one that when we swapped i think i think this is where deadly started to like lay out the framework for my downfall <laughs> yeah this this is there's a lot of repercussions from this challenge in a lot of different avenues um so you and zach were the captains <laughs> here and what you were t asked to do was to split up the other six members of your tribe into groups of three you would have three invaders and three defenders and what we told you was that the three invaders would be trying to board the other tribe's ship beat them in puzzles and capture their flag Meanwhile, your defenders would be trying to prevent the other side's invaders from doing the same on your own ship. Uh, so I guess leaving it there, how did you, you know, did you have any, I don't know, like rubric or like just, I don't know, what, what was it that made you decide who was where in the, this challenge for your side, if you can recall? It was also, I think, the challenge where Flair last minute was like, I can't do it or something like that she 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 had something going on and mm -hmm. she had said that earlier in the day she had said she wouldn't be able to do it but i never saw that message mm -hmm. so i assumed that she was going to be there <laughs> and i think my strategy going into it was um i put the more active players as invaders and the the ones that i didn't really get a lot out of as the defenders and I, if I remember correctly, I had Flair as an invader because I thought she was going to be there. And also, or no, I'm sorry, not Flair. I had Flair as a defender. Mm -hmm. um, and I switched that last minute because she wasn't there. Uh, but Deadly and Mason were both there. And that's why they were put on. Because I thought, you know, like the ones that are here can go over to the ship and hopefully do whatever they got to do mm -hmm. before the invaders from the other ship get onto ours but my strategy was not because I, I i really didn't understand it um <laughs> and it didn't it didn't work out for me 
Yeah, yeah it, it was uh, kind of, I, I don't know, you're, you, you're in that situation. And I think if you're somebody, anybody who tries to kind of play the situation straight up is going to take a hit somewhere from somebody who's not treating it the same yep. way, which in this case was Zach, and I think as well ends up being Deadly. Um, yeah. Who took big uh, liberties with with this scenario um, to your <sighs> to your detriment. Yes. Uh, but okay, so so you so you ended up picking Mason, Mini Ninja, and Deadly as your invaders, and the other side's invaders were Jess, Sam's, and RDT. And so what happened was, you you were at. It, uh, the invaders had like a sequence of commands they had to use uh, that got them onto the other ship and then you would compete against the defender in a series of puzzles where if the invader got it right once they got through and if the defender got it right I think there were five of them in total if they got it through five full puzzles then they held off the defender indefinitely otherwise it was just kind of a stalling tactic and uh, event i think both sides were able to get through but when you got through that is when you found out that actually it is not original leviathan versus original Scylla. it is everybody who is on this ship is a new tribe so all the invaders you sent to Scylla are now part of Scylla. all the invaders they sent to leviathan are now part of leviathan so you're now stuck with these three defenders three former invaders who are trying to solve a puzzle together for immunity, uh, which I still really enjoy the kind of idea of this. I think it definitely is confusing if you're there <laughs> experiencing it in real time. And I don't know that we had any real solution to solving that problem, but um, I really enjoyed it <laughs> from where I was watching everything. Well, yeah. Um, all I know is that it started out and I had a solid plan. And then all of a sudden I had no solid plan because I had no idea what was going on. Um, and I just like I remember there was something that I had to do as a captain. Like there was a command that I had to put in as a captain. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to figure that out. And then all of a sudden it's a swap. And I'm like, what? And I'm still trying to figure out the command. So that was like a whole it was it was just a lot. Mm -hmm. I was so confused. Everything fell apart. And then it just, and then we ended up with Jess, Sam's and RDT. And I was like, I don't even, I, I have no idea what's going on. Right. All right then. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, new brand new tribe, uh, CC, Dano, Flair, yourself, and now as well, Jess, RDT and Sam's. Uh, but you won, you won immunity. So I think that's like the best case scenario in a swap world where you have time to kind of feel out the new people, figure out the dynamics before you actually have to go vote somebody out, uh, which Scylla did not have the luxury of. And um, I don't know, like, how did you, how did you feel losing uh, the, the people that you lost? And how did you feel gaining the people that you gained? Um, I think we knew that, they were going to kind of target one of ours from the gate. So 
we were just kind of hoping that it wasn't Mason or Deadly because I think at that point we still were holding out hope that like we were going to keep our tribal line alliances or whatever. Um, so I think it was like we were more worried about who they were going to to vote out than we were about getting to know Jess, Sam's and RDT. Um, and it was a little like I for me, especially because I had never played an org before. I was kind of like, I don't like, what are the, is there like a protocol here? Like to, <laughs> is it okay to talk to them? I don't know. What do I do? Mm -hmm. um, so it was a little weird for that, that first, first couple of days. Yeah. Right. Um, and so then on the other side, Scylla uh, goes to tribal council and they vote out mini ninja. And so, you know, you weren't like, very very close to mason or Minions or deadly uh at this point but now that there's kind of now that the tribes have been mixed together there's a little more i don't know if pressure is the right word but uh, a little more uh weight behind each vote would you say yes mm -hmm. and so they vote out mini ninja you can't see the votes uh it was unanimous um but now now there's this idea of like okay well they voted out somebody who joined them so that's probably what we're gonna do if it comes down to us going as well uh and you just kind of have set yourselves on this trajectory of whenever there is a merge somewhere down the line it just kind of creates a, a greater friction between those two sides that initially were created yeah, and I think um, I thought I was very clever. Uh, and I was like, I came up with this great idea that we were going to throw challenges. Mm. Um, <laughs> I thought I was like the mastermind here. Um, because my thinking was if we, I, I can't remember, I think it might have been Dano and I that were talking about, well, this is a swap. So when is merge going to happen? And we were kind of kicking it around. And I was like, well, you know, we could throw the next two challenges and get rid of two of theirs. And then whoever's left is kind of going to have no choice but to work with us. And then once there is a merge, we not only, you know, save Mason and Deadly from potentially being voted out because we threw challenges, but then we have majority. Mm -hmm. We have more than they do. Um, it did not work out that way. <laughs> I was not I was not as clever as I thought I was, um, but it did work out to to get Sam's out. Yes, <laughs> which I actually felt really bad about um, when I we did get to merge and I talked to Crystal and Crystal was like, oh, I loved Sam's. And I was like, oh, my bad. Oops. <laughs> yeah, it's I remember, I guess and I guess I guess uh, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, but I, I remember that. uh strategy i guess day is probably how long it was between the end of this next challenge and the start of uh tribal uh, nautical council but you know everybody i think the the idea of voting out sam's here of the people that came over i think a lot of people thought like it made sense but i it just seemed like the reasoning behind it that everybody was throwing out whether real or you know just fake just just a reason for to be for for to have a reason um right rang hollow for a lot of people uh 
because I, I believe that what happened somebody i don't know who it was started this but somebody was saying that like you're voting out sam's because jess might have an idol or something to that effect uh, no, which... if if I remember correctly, I think it was the worry that Sam's had an idol. Okay. So we were telling everybody that we were voting Jess, but we were really voting Sam's. Okay. I that yes, that makes more sense. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it was. I again, I do think that Sam's was a good decision in this instance, <laughs> from your side of the, obviously not for Sam's, but like from your side of things. Right. And. Yeah, I don't know. I think I do think though, if you wanted to be able to work with the other the person remaining, it's harder to work with them if you're trying if you know you have to go a couple steps extra to kind of deceive and and I don't know. It, it's a t- it's it's really difficult, <laughs> right? Like to get yeah. yourself into a situation where that last person will want to work with you while also voting out the two people that they came over with and are probably close to. Well, my logic behind it was that I can't remember who started the rumor that Sam's might have had an idol. Um, but whoever it was, uh, like I came up with this, this you know, genius plan that we were going to tell them that we were voting Jess, but we were really going to vote Sam's out. Um, and I think because whoever started the rumor that Sam's had the idol... Jess was very like hit or miss and she wasn't very um, communicative. So we were just going to take RDT by default. (laughs) And he really didn't have a choice after if we got rid of Sam's, um, he kind of had like, he didn't have anybody. So it was either work with us or instead of getting rid of Jess, we were going to get rid of him. Um, he made the smart decision, obviously, because he stayed in the game and, and went on to win it. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, I can't I can't remember who started that rumor that Sam's had an idol. But if if I'm thinking about it, if RDT had started that rumor, then he was really smart to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't I don't recall. Um, so so the challenge for this one uh, was the lighthouse. And so in Cheese's season, Dark Forest, we had the uh, the tower, which was uh, a puzzle challenge where we had 10 floors in the tower. We sent one person to the top who the tribes had voted as, their, as the best puzzler in them. And then everybody else was at the bottom working together and you tried to meet at the middle and you know go from there. Um, here it was... Uh, I don't remember how, if or how we split the group up at all. Um, yes, we, yeah, your captain was put on the top. So you were voting for a clever captain. Uh, your captain was voted as RDT. The other tribe voted for Sully. And it was the same thing. You know, you just had to solve puzzles until you met and then got through that final puzzle and proceeded from that point on. The captains were given a additional instruction as to how to end the challenge um and go from there so you know going through these one challenge at a time one puzzle at a time um is this at all in your wheelhouse i actually did not get to do this one and i was really bummed i sat this one out oh that's right oh shoot okay yeah i was really bummed because when i went back um and and looked it over like you couldn't really see 
a lot of it, but I was like, this looks like such a fun puzzle and I might have been really good at it. Yeah. I was upset that I missed out on that one. Hmm. Yeah, because we, because I think there was a thing, because when you got to the end of the puzzle, you had to, um, I believe there was a, 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 we, we, we tweaked it a little bit. When you use the final command, basically you got a chance to either uh, play something for reward or like at the cost of more time or not. And it doesn't, uh, I can't find where this happened for, um, for your tribes scrolling through these channels. Might've been here. Oh yeah, here it was. So you have a decision to make. You can either do a puzzle, which gives your tribe an advantage, or you can just end the challenge and get your time that way. Uh, and I believe, I don't think we, the advantage would let you view the other tribes nautical council. So I don't know how valuable that is. <laughs> I feel like a lot of everybody has a different opinion on how, how much that's worth to them. Um, but you just, you, the tribe decided to go for it. I think we did the numbers. It wouldn't have mattered either way or changed the outcome since the other tribe didn't and it was finished faster. But, uh, yeah, the, that last puzzle was tough. Um, and, uh, took, looks like it took 839 until, uh, took about, took an extra like five or so minutes, I would say. Um, but yeah, you, I don't know, like you lost the challenge. I don't think anybody was throwing it, but if the th with the idea to throw challenges, I guess there's, when you have that mindset, it at least makes the losses less, I don't know, easier to stomach maybe. Yeah. We, I, I, I remember, I don't think we were very upset about it. Mm -hmm. And I remember in like DMS with Dano and CC, like just kind of like, well, you know, it is what it is. We already had a game plan set up for it. So it was kind of like an easy vote for us. Yeah. Um, and I think that was probably the easiest vote that we had. Because <laughs> um, we already had like this whole mastermind plan. And it fell apart. Yeah. Uh, you, Flair, Dano, and Cece voted for Sam's. Uh, RDT and Sam's voted for Jess. Jess voted for Dano. Jess was uh, eliminated here. Getting your first experience at Nautical Council and how that works. Um, I don't know. You, you, like you said, you pretty much went in, I would assume, very confident in what the outcome was going to be. But I don't know. I, I, I get the impression from most people that, like, even in those circumstances, the first time you attend a vote is still a little, yeah, yep, <laughs> a little uneasy. Um, oh, it know. absolutely is. Yeah, how how was that for you? Every tribal is like that for me. Like, no matter how confident I am, unless I have an immunity idol that says they can't vote for me, I'm I'm like terrified. And I think mostly because this my vote out on high seas was such a blindside to me. Hmm. Um, it's given me like performance anxiety in every org. <laughs> every tribal from then on because i'm always like one of them is going to be my name one of the until it's all done and over with right uh no no that yeah it doesn't sound fun it's not but it's 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 part of the rush it's part of the adrenaline and that's it's part of why i keep playing them so 
Yeah, no, uh, makes sense. Um, you managed to survive. Uh, you got your target out, and we proceed uh, to final 12 now. Uh, and so this is the last pre-merge challenge. You didn't, nobody I think knew that, but um, this time you were voting for an empirical captain. Uh, this time your tribe voted for Dano, while the other tribe selected Deadly. And uh, I, yeah, there was no need to sit anybody out. So what really what was really happening here, this was heavy counting. And so if you've seen the show, they do this challenge on the show where they have a couple of people hold like a, a rod across their shoulders and then the other players like add bags of sand or rice or something to them in pairs until like the person can't hold the rod of how much weight it is anymore. They've done a couple of different variations of that challenge. And I really wanted to replicate that. And this was kind of what we ended up with where you start by counting to a certain number and then at the end of each round uh, the captains uh, for the challenge would pick I think it was two people to add to increase their number by a certain amount and uh, you just kind of kept you know the, you had the same amount of time to count to that number and if you couldn't do it then you were eliminated and so the idea was okay if this person's not very good at counting uh, we probably don't need to make increase their number as much, and then this, that, and the other. Um, how do you feel about counting? Are you are you a fan? I used to of like counting? it. Yeah. Oh no. I used to like it. <laughs> oh no. Uh. Um, that challenge, I think, uh, I thought I was gonna do better than I did, mm. and I think Deadly kind of hit me a little harder just because like i didn't make it a secret what i what i was doing as an occupation at the time um i was a 911 dispatcher so like typing was basically all i did all day <laughs> um and i kind of like when i found out what the challenge was i was like i'm an idiot like i should have kept that to myself because like they're just gonna because i'm not good with math i'm good at typing i'm not good at math and i'm not good at keeping track of numbers so I think that's where like Deadly hit me twice in a row or something, and then I lost it, and I was so mad. Mm. Yeah, uh, I think I believe it was a, um, a five minutes. Is that what we gave you? For, yeah, you had five minutes to reach your target number. Everybody's target number started at a hundred, and so your first round you did a hundred. It took you like two minutes. Um, round two you went up to one twenty. No problems there either. Uh, round three, you were jumped up to 160. And um, I believe this is where... Uh, no, I think it was the next one. Yes. So then round four, it was 180. And here is where the fatal mistake of you skipped 122 uh, in your sequence. Yeah. And, uh, I, yeah. I would suggest... To anybody doing a, a challenge like that in the future do not do it on a laptop that doesn't have the um a number pad uh the number pad yeah because oh, i wow. don't have one. Oh, yeah geez. i don't have one on mine so i was struggling with and then when I, I was so mad when i missed that number i was like what? you've got to be i was yelling at my computer Ugh. 
Wow, I, yeah, I can't even imagine. I hear people tell me they do counting challenges on like their phones, and I want to like die. <laughs> and that doesn't yeah, sound no, much I, better either. I wouldn't have made it past round one if I was trying to do it on my phone. <laughs> um, oof. Okay. Uh, so, so you were out in round four, um, and then uh, we went to round seven. Uh, which is how long CC lasted. Um, he was the last person on your on your tribe left standing, and his fi the final target he got was three hundred and twenty, uh, which would be more than one number per second if he was able to get that high. And I think he got to like two eighty five or something. He got really close, oh, yeah. but jeez. Um, so uh with that you're going back to tribal council so or nautical council uh so you didn't even have to throw the challenges <laughs> no it worked out for us and that again was an easy super easy vote mm -hmm. um because at that point it was like jess was just not even because i i actually remember like didn't jess just not even do the last challenge like she didn't even I think that's right. Let me, I can look at it. Let me see. Um, yes. Yeah. And we didn't know that going into it. Right. Um, until after everything was said and done and Dana was like, she didn't, she wasn't here. <laughs> yes. um, so that was kind of like, I mean, even RDT at that point was like, okay, yeah, like this isn't even a question. <laughs> She's just going. <laughs> right. Cause I think, you know, we, I don't remember i don't we hadn't ever merged at an 11 before and i don't think we'd ever even merged at an odd number before this season so i don't imagine people were really expecting it to happen after this um and if you did have another challenge after this uh that that's a liability right um yeah so pretty pretty straightforward uh five one vote for for jess here at the fifth nautical council of the season um and that brings us to the next challenge uh which was the last it was i don't know kind of like how we had a challenge that was also a swap we have a challenge that's also kind of a merge uh and this was greed we had done this challenge in our third season for the first time and uh that was fun uh and so here the idea was that we would give everybody a few minutes to talk and then we would open up a five minute window where whoever wanted to take the individual immunity necklace could do so if they took it they would be immune at the next vote uh, but they would not merge with everybody else uh, until the next day so they'd kind of lose out on all of that time uh, to bond with people on the other hand you were voted one of the selfish captains uh, and i think this is the one you um kind of volun volunteered yourself over yeah. rdt4 is that right yeah yeah because I, I i think um that was the 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 thing that made cc worry was about it being a selfish captain and like I think we were kicking around like if they were to give if they were offering immunity to the captains um 
but they couldn't like the, the, I forget exactly what we were talking about, but she just wasn't comfortable with RDT being captain. And Dano kind of wasn't either, but Dano didn't want to take it. So I was like, well, I guess I'll volunteer for it. <laughs> um, and it kind of worked out in the end, you know, because Crystal was captain of the other team and we got that channel that yes. we were able to talk to each other. And that's kind of where I, I found out that Zach knew and had told everybody that Crystal and I knew yeah. each other outside of the game. Right. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of, uh, let's, let's, cause I, I don't think I'm not, I'm not, no, no. Uh, in a season like this where the, the, the intention behind this season with people who never played Alliance before is that, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to avoid some familiarity or some recognition, but there, well, you know, and I think the case, the, the truth of it was that you knew Crystal, but like not well, or, or like we're really that close. Is that correct? We were, we were close friends on the um, subreddit that she mods. Okay. Um, the, the gifting one, I think yes yeah. yeah and i had known well that's that's also how i knew cheese and right. i had known them for probably two years before um we even got any into discussing orgs and anything like that mm -hmm. so it wasn't even like i had no prior knowledge of crystal playing in any orgs whatsoever and it was my first org so she didn't have any knowledge of me playing yeah um, i think it was her first as well um, I can't remember if it was her first or her second, because I think she might have done the Red Panda org, but I can't remember if she did that before High Seas or after. Or maybe at the same time. I I'm it was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um so so I was kind of approaching it from like the standpoint of since we didn't know anything about how either one of us would play the game. I was just trying to like, we didn't know each other at all. Like I just kept it to myself. Um, Cause I didn't think it had anything to do with the game. Right. And I don't think crystal, t I don't think crystal told anybody either. I think Zach like figured he... out what her name was or whatever. Yeah. And, and went to the, the gifting subreddit and realized that I was on there too. And like told everybody that we knew each other. Yes. I think, Crystal had either her Reddit or something connected to her Discord account, and like Zach was like looking through it and for whatever reason and uh, put two and two together when he got in there. Um, and, and he told Deadly, and Deadly just ran with it. Yeah, it, it really kind of got out of hand, and that's ugh, not. I mean, it's tough, right? Because it's. it's on the one hand, I think, you know, obviously it's easy to look at the way you and, and she both approach this game and, and say like, oh, yeah, you didn't use this connection to your advantage. Part of that is perhaps because you didn't really have the time to even attempt to. Uh, but it never, you know, you weren't even on the same tribe until you merged. You didn't talk to each other at all until this moment right now. And uh, who, who knows what would have happened if the two of you have been out been allowed to stay in the game on the same tribe for for a kind of extended period of time but 
I think, you know, you look at somebody else finding that information out. Um, and I think, you know, it's, I wouldn't say it's a stretch to say that Zach was trying to, to make that an issue. And Z Deadly was more than happy to <laughs> further the Help narrative. Him. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. And if I remember correctly, Crystal and I actually discussed, like, how do you want to handle it? Do mm -hmm. you want to? And, and I was so like I was so caught up in like I didn't want it to mess with her game and her strategy. And I also didn't want it to mess with my strategy. And I also didn't want it to be something that was used to say, you know, oh, well, Crystal and Gwen are, are you know, definitely partners because they know each other outside of the game. Right. So I she had asked, I think, if if I wanted to work with her and I was like, well, you know, I don't really want to go against the alliances that I already have. So we'll see where it goes. And I think she was kind of trying to warn me without actually warning me. Um, and I think the way everything went down actually had a lot to do with how frustrated I was when I got voted out because I felt like they used it against her mm. to say like, you know, if you don't vote her, then obviously you're on her side. So you're going to be the next target. Like I kind of, that's, that's the vibe I got. Not that she said that or that anybody said that to me in so many words, but I kind of felt like it was a proving her loyalty kind of thing to vote okay. me out. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, I don't know. It, it's not what you want to see happen. Um, and I think like, it's hard to say, you know, if this hadn't been the trajectory of, uh, this upcoming vote here, how things would have played out otherwise, if there would have just been a set, some other excuse or reason that would have furthered the same or a similar narrative, or if there really was no strategy beforehand, or if there was a different strategy in place beforehand and, and how that really all came together. Um, Cause it, it's, I don't know. I, I, I've heard so many people talk about, orgs and the this idea of metagaming and and using external relationships and pre previous relationships and and this sort of you know connections and bonds and familiarities and recognitions and a million other things as reasons for why people shouldn't even play together or why people you know have to be voted out or you know this that and the other thing and i mean at the end of the day like you just you're never going to get a cast that has no connections between the people on it you know you no. have to have like six you could only have like six people play or you know something yeah incident insanely ridiculously small um and that and was i think i think i was so angry about it because i felt like i i wasn't going out based on the fact that i wasn't playing a good game mm -hmm. i was i was it, it wasn't anything that i did that got me voted out it was something that shouldn't have had any place in the game whatsoever right um and you know to what you to what you're saying like crystal and i have never played in another org <laughs> since this one but cheese and i have been in quite a few so um <laughs> like folk viver was he he i actually was his partner in folk viver and um we just did the returning season for folk viver and it was, oh, Gwen and Cheese are going to be partners. And I got taken out because of that. 
but I can look at it now and realize why, and I'm not as salty about it because I like they kind of expected it. But Cheese and I also had a very good discussion about what would happen if you know it came down to one of us having to cut the other, and we're both good with it. We were in an, another org that we did together. Um, we were on opposite tribes, and then at merge, we were quote unquote working together and cheese we got to i think it was final four and cheese tried to stab me in the back final five i'm sorry <laughs> he tried to stab me in the back and blindside me and it didn't work for him and i was ruthless and i cut him at final four very he nice. went out very nice <laughs> but it was just a, that that we were able to have that conversation um just as friends and say you know like if it ever comes to that no hard feelings gameplay is gameplay mm -hmm. friendship is friendship and and so we're good but i i wish we had crystal and i had been able to have that conversation yeah. um her and i are still friends i still love her dearly she's an absolute sweetheart yes. um but i i and then i i remember when i went out and i said uh something to the effect of uh zach's not the only snake in the game <laughs> that wasn't aimed at at her that was aimed at deadly because I knew at, when I went out that Deadly was behind it. But I think Crystal thought that I meant it towards her. Mm -hmm. And because I was jury, we couldn't talk about it until after the season was over. And I think she thought that I was really mad at her, but I wasn't. Oh. Yeah, because, I, I mean, it's kind of, it's this two-way street of you're in this game with her, somebody you know, somebody you're, you know, far more familiar with than everyone else in the cast. And so there's this, you know, pressure on the two of you to not let that, I don't want to say influence, but like at least drive your game and your decisions, right? Yes. But there's just as much pressure, I think, on everyone else to kind of assess how it is affecting either of you. Because like you said, like you could, you know, you don't, from the outside you don't necessarily know the dynamic between the two of you it might not be you know we're best friends to the end we would never do anything negative toward each other in a game like this or it could be something more like say you and cheese where you have some sort of a thing where it's you know it's okay to not always be on the same page from a game perspective and that that's okay and i think when the when everybody else kind of imposes this narrative on somebody that they're taking advantage of the format of the game by who they're playing with or how they're playing with that these people that they're more or less you know more familiar with it i don't know it, there's there's that side of it too of if they you know they they tr they have to trust they, they have to put as much trust in the two of you to not take advantage of the situation as the two of you are putting in each other to not take advantage of the situation as you're putting in the other players to not take advantage of the situation and inevitably that that cycle is going to break somewhere it just it just has to i think uh most yeah. times unfortunately yeah and it was my downfall uh yeah so you get to meet crystal your your other the other selfish captain at a private captain's greed game uh, you got five minutes to talk to each other and then two minutes to decide things. And I think, like you said, you spent a lot of those five minutes kind of like 
touching base as far as like where things were for the two of you in the game at that point and what people knew about the relationship the two of you had outside of the game um so how much you're both ultimately going to neither be neither of you are ultimately going to be selfish but i don't know was there any consideration in the choice that we presented you um for like a for a good like 30 seconds i was like "Hmm, do i really yeah maybe um but then i was like no because if i take it i'm gonna put a target on my back and with uh i don't think at that point we had known that merge was coming but Mm. i knew it was i i didn't think it was that challenge but i knew it was coming soon and i didn't want to go into merge with that target on my back and i think maybe crystal was kind of looking at it the same way yeah um in hindsight i probably should have taken that necklace (laughs) um i just didn't realize how big of a target there was on my back at that point right uh because yes if if neither of you were selfish it was like this never happened if both of you were selfish uh you would each have a vote against you at the next nautical council where you were not immune and if only one of you was selfish that person would get uh an immunity blessing at the start of the next nautical council you wouldn't be able to be voted for and the other person would lose their vote at that at the next council in which they could vote uh so i mean a very much a, i think i know when we were like kind of figuring out what the benefits to to being selfish were uh in, in setup for this we wanted it we wanted to make it as enticing as possible so that it any configuration of players would look at that and be like oh that's that's a lot that's a good that's a good thing to have um i'm glad i, I don't remember in the moment if it felt like either of you could seriously considered it i'm glad to hear that you did actually consider it um i don't remember if that was uh something i was aware of at the time or not but but that was also like because I, it, I think in just in terms of friendship, neither Crystal or I would have done that to the other. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it would have been, I, I think if it was cheese, <laughs> I would have done it. Absolutely. No problem. But um, I, I didn't want to put Crystal in that position either. So I think that was where both of our mindsets were. Mm-hmm. That makes and sense. I don't think... Um, I, like I said, I think Crystal was trying to kind of warn me <laughs> of what was going to happen, but I, I wasn't reading between the lines enough, I don't think. Um, so she she tried. I love her to death. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so neither of you picked Selfish. Uh, you wouldn't find out the actual results until that nautical council began, but you know that's, that's where things ended. Then we went to the actual greed. Uh, five minutes went by nobody took the necklace so what happened was all 11 of you went ahead to the merge ship nobody would be immune and you would vote the first person out under those circumstances uh so you merged that is that's that's kind of the goal right that's the first like real legitimate goal people set for themselves in a game like this um what was how did it feel getting to that point and getting to you know meet the few people you hadn't met in the game yet and just be a big giant happy family really i was actually really proud 
when I made merch because I didn't think that I was going to, especially with it being my first org and having no um, idea what I was getting into. Uh, so that was that was pretty big for me, and I felt good about it. Um, and I tried to, I immediately went into damage control <laughs> with everybody that I hadn't met yet, um, and even Mason too. I tried to like you know well deadly enemies and like i i just kind of laid it all out for them i was like listen you know i know that you that zach has been saying i didn't realize that deadly had been in on it too mm. i was still uh under the assumption that deadly and mason were still willing to work with uh leviathan so i just kind of went into damage control and i was like yeah crystal and i know each other from a reddit sub and you know blah 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 i didn't think it should have any bearing on the game and everybody was like oh yeah i would never use that against you little did i know that they were all using it against me <laughs> oh. um mm -hmm. but you know it it is what it is and and now that i look back on it if if i had been in their position i probably would have absolutely been the same way because it's just smart gameplay you know um i don't think that's metagaming so much as just okay well obviously they know each other so obviously there's going to be some kind of connection mm -hmm. um and i probably would have voted myself out too um <laughs> so i don't blame i don't blame anybody really except deadly i'm <laughs> never gonna forgive him <laughs> that's fair that's fair <laughs> Um, yeah, I think we, we even saw this, I think, uh, pretty substantially in, in our last season where, I mean, in a returning season, everybody knows of everyone else, and a lot of them have pretty strong connections to each other. Uh, when you look at Brando and Hirsch, uh, you know, they had the second longest DM channel, they were together in the game almost the entirety of it, uh, but a lot of people in the lounge noted time and time again that their DM channel didn't have, like, like social conversations they weren't talking about their lives with each other and a big reason and part of that is because they knew each other so well they didn't have to right uh, you know so you're coming you know when you can come into the game with somebody who you have a, a friendship base to start from you know it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to work with that person but it means that when you have the opportunity to talk to them and have conversations with them it just it's going to work really easily most of the time um, right and so yeah like you we don't know if you and, and crystal would have ended up working together if you had the opportunity uh a more lengthy amount of time uh, for the opportunity but you at least you know your conversations would have been easy presumably yes and and you know that's a big portion of who you're working with so it's it's it makes sense yeah like you said well yeah because even even the the conversation that we had in the captain's channel is is a very good indication of that like we just immediately jumped right into this is what's happening we didn't have to do the whole you know like small talk hey how's it going on your tribe like mm -hmm. <laughs> there was none of that because i think we both knew as soon as I found out she was captain, I was like, okay, we need to like figure it out. Well, it, when I found out she was captain and that we were going to be able to talk to each other without anybody else seeing it, I yes. was like, oh, okay, we really got to go over some stuff. <laughs> right. Um, what, do, what do you think of the merge tribe name uh, Hydrakin? Uh, I don't really. Uh, <laughs> I, 
I mean, it was it was okay. I still think we should have went with Hydra Kitty, but <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I was outvoted. Mm-hmm. Um, it it was it was a good it was a good choice. It, it fit the theming for sure. It did. Yeah. It absolutely did. Um, let's see here. So it looks like shortly after merge is when the first advantage of the season was found, uh, which was RDT. And I believe this was the, um, safety without power. Uh, it looks like, uh, the treasure chest that was pretty prominently placed on the deck of the ship. Um, and so, so, okay. So leading up to this, this vote, um, it's not an easy one anymore. We're, we, we're beyond that. Uh, so with all so many different, you know, voices now having a sway over who's going to be voting for, voted for, um, how did you try to position yourself? And like, how, where did you feel? So you're, you're going to end up voting for Zach here. Um, what, I don't know, did you feel like you had numbers for this at the time? And, and you know, how did that kind of, how did you kind of gauge that as the day and went, went on? I actually thought that I did. I was fairly confident going into that tribal, uh, that nautical tribal that I, like, that it was going to go exactly how I thought it was going to go. Hmm. Um, because everybody else that I had talked to, like, everything that I heard was, you know, Zach is chaotic and, and this, that, the other thing. And so it, it was presented to me that like, he was going to be the next target regardless. So I kind of took that and ran with it. And I was like, I, I was, when I, before I knew how involved deadly was, I had my sights set on Zach. Like I was getting him out. That was my goal. I wanted him out. Um, and like, I, I thought, you know, with the numbers that we had going into it, I had a fairly good chance of pulling it off. Um, and I, th- I think I, I think everybody that everybody from Leviathan voted for Zach, um, with the exception of Mason and Deadly. Yes, if I remember correctly. Yes, it was you, Flair, Dano, and Cece. Yeah. So at that point, like we were still, you know, pretty strong in our alliance and. I don't think that we had had any plans to bring anybody else into it at that point. Um, because I think we didn't really have much time yet to feel anybody else out. And we were kind of on the fence about Ducky, if he was going to go back to his OG tribe or if he was going to stick with us. Um, so I, I don't remember how in the loop we kept him on the Zach vote, but it was just like, that was my narrative. I was pushing Zach period there were no other names for me <laughs> yeah uh so was there a point um during the council where you got i don't know uh not necessarily like tipped off to to what was actually going to happen but just unsettled or um i don't know uneasy about the confidence that you had at the start Um, the first vote that got read with my name on it, I was like, Oh, this is it. Um, I went into panic mode because like, like I said, it was my first, that was actually, I think the first time I was voted period. Mm -hmm. And, and when I saw my name, I was like, Oh, that's bad. That's so bad. 
And I kind of felt like I did the math really quick in my head. And I was like, if Mason and Deadly flip, I'm screwed and I'm going home. So I kind of knew it was coming. Did you have an inkling as to where the other side was going to vote at all? Uh, if was, once was, I, was there even another side? Once I realized that my name was out there, um, I knew immediately that they were all voting for me. Like, I, I knew that there had been a line in the sand and that none of them crossed it <laughs> to my side. Um, but I wasn't, I also wasn't surprised though, because I, like, at that point, it made sense for them to stay within their OG tribal lines because they had the numbers over me, Cece, Dano, and Flair. Right. But it wasn't a good feeling. It was, I, I was, I was pretty salty about it. Yeah. No, I remember. <laughs> um, I have learned a lot since then. I promise I'm not as salty. Uh, so, um, the, so the nice thing is that, or I guess, I assume, nice thing is that uh, and we reveal the, I think the sixth vote was the clincher. Um, it also was revealed that you would not be exiting the game wholesale. You would be joining the jury. You'd be the first member of the jury. Was that any solace? Really? Because I was really lonely. <laughs> I was the only one there. And I was like, I can't even talk to anybody or complain about it. Um, so I, but you know, then I was, I was, I was like, well, I'm, I'm the, the captain now. That's, that's, I'm, I'm in charge here. I'm going to make everybody walk the plank. Um, yes. And then I can't remember who was, who came after me. CC was next. Yes, and then we spent a, a good while uh, vilifying Dano because of the way he handled her vote. Um, but it was a lot of fun to have Cece in there with me. Yeah, I you you kind of you get to sit there, you get to um, welcome all these new everyone who gets voted out. Uh, Cece first to join. What uh, deadly sec next to join? Um, <laughs> how how was that? That was fun. I think we 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 tore into him a little bit, um, and I I let him know exactly how I felt. Uh, but the thing with Deadly was, I didn't really even know how much he had to do with my vote out until he told me. Like he just kept he just kept spilling it, and I was like, oh okay, all right, thanks. Um, but it was it was all you know once I got over my initial hurt and saltiness and upsetness, um, I don't think it was, it was too bad in there. We had a lot of fun. That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. So after deadly, the other, uh, culprit for, for your oust for the reason of your ousting Zach joins, uh, the jury. Um, and so, from this point, so I guess after Zach's out, there's seven people left in the game. Um, eventually, everyone's eyes start to look towards the end of the game, who they're sitting with, what they're going to say about how they played, what they can convince the jury, who they think they can convince who's on the jury. Was there anybody you were hoping to see make it to the end? I assume Crystal, but maybe there were others. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I also wanted to see Flair go to the end, too. Mm -hmm. And she did really well. 
And I don't think people gave her enough credit in the game. Everybody kind of just, uh, you know, like basically treated her like a goat. Like, we're just going to keep her around for a vote. And they put her in, in some pretty uncomfortable situations, I think. But I think she did really well for herself. And I was I was sad when she got cut out. But I think the final three, RDT and Mason, I was pretty happy with. Moss, not so much because just from what other people had said, it kind of felt like Moss ended up there just kind of riding on RDT's coattails. Hmm. And I, if I remember correctly, like somebody had said that to... Um, Moss it like asking them a question like what what did you actually do like give like some examples of of any moves that you made and I don't think there was anything that they could really say that they did to influence the the game one way or the other other than to just vote with the majority every time um right but Moss and I didn't really get to connect either so and I didn't see a lot of what was going on after I went out I was just going based on what the new jurors were telling me. Yes. I remember, um, and I don't remember what point in the game it was, but I think you said something to the effect of um, it's hard to evaluate the finalists as the first person voted out uh, because you didn't really get to see them do anything or do much, at least, depending on who they were going to be. Obviously, yeah. if it had been like CC, Dano, and Flair, you'd have a bit more of an idea. But um, RDT, Mason, and Moss weren't top of mind during the portion of the game where you were actually in it. Um, right, because I only had I only had like interactions with Mason for three challenges mm-hmm. before the swap, and RDT only I think again for like three challenges until the merge. Yes, um, and Moss, I had like one conversation with and then I was voted out <laughs> so I really didn't see anything from Sully from Crystal from Moss from um well Deadly came right after me so he really didn't it didn't really matter but like that was the hard thing for me um once they got because RDT was really the only one that I had seen do anything yeah game wise challenge wise like Mason um even in the beginning with a couple of challenges that we did together, like that's kind of, but I know he had some stuff going on too. Um, like he, he, there wasn't a whole lot of interaction, which was kind of why he was on the outside of, of the CC Dano Gwyn triangle. Um, and that, so that was, it was a little hard for me, but you know, they all played really well. Um, Mason, I think was, kind of halfway between rdt and moss in terms of like the under the radar game because i think there i think there were quite a few votes where he was the swing vote kind of like they had to they had to get him to vote with them once deadly was gone um he kind of had nobody he was like just the free agent um and he just kind of switched sides where he needed to but he was obviously doing it well enough that he made it to the the final so yeah yeah um as a as a juror you know we had a um we had a fire making challenge this season between rdt and dano um how i don't know how much of that you saw live or if you didn't that you you were able to read back on but like is there any 
I think a lot of people, uh, at least in the show, seem to indicate that you know when you put somebody to fire and and then the show it's you you have to at this point but um winning a fire making challenge has it's generally not going to like break like the mold or anything or, or really upend the outcome but people often cite it as something that is uh so, i don't know it, it's it's relevant it's it's important and if you let somebody do it or if you give somebody the opportunity to do it or uh you know it, it elevates their argument at the end it, it gives them one other thing that they can mention like yeah i did this thing as well um i, I don't know did, what, did you consider that as meaningful at all was that anything that kind of played in the back of your mind uh for one reason or another um, well, I like I think there is an importance to it because at the end of it, it's it's head to head. It's it's there's no um, like your alliance can't help you. Like at that point, it's just you and your own game. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's that's that does play into it. And um, I didn't get to see. I actually haven't ever seen it in an orc. Um, and I, I'm sad that I missed it, but I work two jobs so like i was trying to catch yeah, up on yeah yeah <laughs> i was trying to catch up on what you guys were doing in between also um doing folk vivers returning season and working two jobs so it was a lot but um i think anytime you know you put two players head to head like that whoever comes out on top just kind of gets that extra added little oomph because Dano and RDT are obviously both very good players. Um, and I think seeing them go head to head and, and do um, who I, I, who won out of them. Uh, RDT won. See, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I kind of figured it was RDT because he's just like, no matter how, even knowing how well he did in high seas, like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, he's so under the radar and he's so like laid back and easy and quiet that you almost forget that he's a he's an org beast like he's just <laughs> it's it's never a surprise to me when he wins mm -hmm. yeah he uh final score of 15 to 10 um rdt triumphed and uh solidified the final three um yeah, so so you had said that, um, you know, you you kind of broke down. You've you've pretty much broken broken down how you how you viewed the finalists already. How did you feel that, or if you even cared to think about it in the first place, that the rest of your jury, your jurors, uh, were viewing the finalists? Did you think they all kind of felt similarly about RDT's game in relation to uh, Moss and Mason? Or did it feel more contentious to you? Um, no, I actually think that RDT was kind of the clear, uh, the clear vote for most of them. Um, I think again, Moss's problem was they didn't have the social aspect uh, in so much as like they kind of, uh, and I heard this a, a lot from the other jurors. Uh, that it was just kind of, I think it was Sully and Moss and RDT were just kind of this like little trio and Moss just stayed in that trio and kind of voted wherever 
RDT and Sully did. Um, but then I think there was like a like a side alliance with RDT and Moss to go to final three. So I think they just kind of coasted on that. And I think a lot of people saw that and were like, mm, that's not enough. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, and that's pretty much what happens. Uh, we, we get to the finale and it is seven votes for RDT with Zach, the only off vote for Mason. Um, so pretty much pretty close to how you describe it. Uh, RDT is the winner, a round of applause. And finally, you, you have effectively free reign to talk to whomever about whatever without any imposed restrictions uh, from us. And, and as somebody in that really weird sort of paradox of a scenario of you didn't, you played the game, quote unquote, uh, the shortest of everybody who was locked in for the entire duration uh, and saw, so therefore saw the least of it out of all of these people who had played, you didn't see any of the challenges beyond the greed one, uh, only what were, was told of you. You didn't, you know, you got to see the tra- the nautical councils, but not much else. What coming out of that enclosed bubble, um, not only to you know get the opinions and uh, very loud and and <laughs> excessive and and uh, large number of opinions from the viewers. Um, uh, get to talk to you know the finalists in a more relaxed setting and things like that and, and even I guess the other jurors uh, what was like, kind of breaking out of that what what did that how was that what did that how did that go for you and, and what was your kind of acclimation to the outside world as it were um it was hard it, it was hard because I um I came out of it and I think I went into like the like uh spectators chat or whatever and um there were a few people that were unhappy with my questions and uh i think a lot of people didn't realize that i had never done anything like uh, like like an ftc before i had no idea what questions i should be asking um mm-hmm. i didn't even have and that was i think when i had said about you know, being the first juror means that I didn't see a lot of anything that went on. So I was trying to get like mindset behind, okay, Mason, you know, you said that you were going to vote Zach. Why did you vote me instead? And I think that came across as me being super salty when in reality, I just didn't know what else to ask because I hadn't seen really any of their gameplay. Um, and it was it was hard. Like I I I was looking at you know what everybody else was saying, and I was hurt. But looking at it in hindsight now, I realize why I came across the way I did. Um, and I had to take a couple of days. I left the server for a couple of days. Um, you and Meg both reached out to me. You guys were fantastic. Um, and then I came back and I was a little calmer and I was reading back through and realizing where things that I had said were coming off in ways that I didn't intend for them to come off. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just, that's like the, if, if I had any advice for anybody in an org, don't, don't read back. 
<laughs> Once you're out of it, don't read back. Um, but at the same time, it also gave me a basis for going into other orgs, um, kind of a mindset and an idea how I want to come across because I, when I was in it, I completely forgot about the spectators. I completely forgot that there were people watching. Right. Um, and then when I got out of it, I was like, wow, I did really come, come across as kind of a bitch. Uh, and I didn't mean for that to happen. So it was good in a way to kind of get like, it knocked me down a couple of pegs and, um, did wonders for my my continuing org game future um i learned a lot from high seas and and i loved as much as i wish it hadn't been my first org because i think if i had had a couple other ones under my belt i would have done them much better in high seas um it it was it was a learning experience and it was a lot of fun and you guys did an amazing job with it so thank you uh i'm glad you enjoyed it and uh were able to take something and, and, and take take lessons and things out of it from for the other orgs you got to play and you know I, you mentioned the one where you cut uh, cheese at final five um, and so you know you did a lot better in that one <laughs> mathematically yes. speaking uh, and so that's great that's that's really good uh, all right so the the real question I have is, Ryan, yeah. when are you gonna when are you gonna do a season that I can come back and, and get some redemption on? Well, uh, so obviously we just did our first returning season, and and the idea behind it was we didn't want anybody to know that it was happening, right? We didn't have anybody apply for it. We reached out to everybody directly. It was you know somehow a secret that we were all able to keep for the better part of four months. Um, I'm pretty confident that whenever we do another returning season, it will be one that we will have people apply for. Uh, so, uh, that's, I guess, the best answer I can give at this point. I will be eagerly awaiting it because <laughs> I'm, I'm fired up now. I have to, my, my, my best placement was, was final three and I came in third. Okay. I, I'm going to beat that, and Alliance is going to be the, the org that I beat it in. Amazing. Uh, well, the the track record for people who were uh, duped into playing Alliance for the first time by Cheese is pretty good if you play a second time. <laughs> Madison was able to take that to second place, so uh, that's, that's, some, that's a good pedigree. <laughs> she is... Madison is another... Um, she's she's also from the gifting sub um and she's also fantastic so cheese is really good at getting people who are better than him to play orcs <laughs> yeah no I, I agree he he was responsible for you crystal and mason uh from this season so yep that's 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 some good it's a good good crop good crop um okay so then uh that pretty much i think wraps up high seas and your time in it and around it uh and you know we kind of touched on the other games you played just vaguely don't need to go into those details exactly um really like i so i so I, when i used to do these uh <laughs> well and and it's been a while 
what I did was I would record them in sequence and that would allow me to ask each person I talked to a question to provide to the next person down the line. However, uh, I'm not quite doing them in sequence for your season. I don't know if I will go back to that after high seas or not, but I did want to provide you the opportunity to, for, for me to ask somebody else anything you would like me to ask them if you had anything in mind uh, or even something you really wanted me to make sure I talked to that person about either from your season or another season it is pretty open-ended um, so it, if you talk to Deadly mm -hmm. ask him just ask him if he has learned from running buck wild and running amok with rumors because that I if he if he hadn't I really think if he hadn't gone so above board with uh, everything that he he did for my vote out he would have gotten much further okay I think he, I think he kind of made himself because he was in everybody's ear about it he made himself such a big target that they were like yeah we got to get him out so I just ask him if he's if he's done any orgs since then, if he's he's learned to kind of tone it down and play a little more under the radar. OK, I can I would I, I, I'm very curious to hear almost everything Deadly would like to say about anything, but especially <laughs> answering these questions. Down, play more under the radar. OK, I will definitely do that. I do believe I'll be talking to him. Um, I think we were even trying to schedule it for this weekend. We haven't gotten that far yet, but I think it'll, it's going to happen. I'm pretty sure. So I will definitely ask him and, and I expect a very fun answer. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, did, I guess that's it. I don't know if you had any other things that you were interested to bring up that we didn't touch on um, either about your season or anything else but uh, that's, that's kind of it I guess Otherwise. yeah no I think we we touched on everything and thank you so much for for asking me to come talk to you it was such fun yeah I was you know very pleased to go back and, and review this season um, it always have you know I always start out I think the first juror of any season is the my favorite, one of my favorites to do a podcast with because it's the first person I get, when I did it in sequence anyway, it was the first person I got to talk to who I would get to talk to the entire season overall with because everyone else gets voted out before the jury stage. Right. Um, and so getting to do that episode, record that first uh, out of all of them is, is really nice and and definitely puts me back in the mindset of what was happening during the season because i don't remember it all either <laughs> definitely a uh, a good season you and thank you for bringing up all the good memories good I'm, I'm glad i'm glad um okay well thank you for taking the time out of your evening to do this and i sure i will make sure that you are uh, aware if and when we have an opening for you to come back and play. All right. Thank you. Of course. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's, it's a, it's a pretty big undertaking every time we do it. 
And I feel like it just gets bigger each season. (laughs) It really does. Um, It really does. It was, it was such a blast though. Like I was actually kind of mad at cheese because (laughs) he was the one who talked me into (laughs) applying. And once I got out of the season and I was able to like talk to him about it, I I was like, why would that be the, why did you make that be my first one? Cause I had no idea what I was doing. Like none. Yeah. <laughs> you you are hardly the only person I've heard that exact <laughs> comment from. Um, uh, I I remember because um, one of the ones you played afterward was Folk Fiver. Is that right? Yes. Because uh, Luna hosts over there as well, and um, I remember talking to her while you were playing, and you know she had nothing but great things to say about you and but like she kept saying all these things that um like anecdotes or or things that either were from you or said by you or involved you or whatnot and i just kept thinking like man like i don't remember you doing anything like that in high seas and i was like i wish we i wish we had more of that gwen in our season but i guess it was probably just a case of getting your feet wet so to speak yeah, that was, I mean, when I first, I didn't really have, like, a strategy or, like, an identity really going into High Seas because mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was walking into. Like, yeah. Cheese gave me the bare minimum of what to expect. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, what, what, like, what is it? He's like, oh, you should play. And I was like, oh, you know, what is it? Like, what do you do? And he's like, it's basically Survivor, but in online form. So... I'm like, okay, I guess. And I kind of went into it thinking that like all I was really going to need was my, my social game. And it was such a mess because I didn't know that Chris was playing either. Right. And, and then I was like, uh, cause her and I are good friends outside of the orgs. And I was like, I don't, do I like we're on different teams? Do I tell people I know her? Is that going to, you know, affect my game? So I kind of was just trying to keep my head down and not bring any attention to myself until we, you know, got as far as merge. And then I went, I think, off the rails <laughs> once we did, because I was like, I just didn't know how to handle it. It was just such a I think we if we had talked about it beforehand, like if we had been able to say, okay, we're both playing. How do you want to handle it? Do you like, does it matter if people know that we know each other mm-hmm. or is it going to cause problems? I think it would have been a little easier. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. That was definitely a, a, a some, somewhat of a complication, I would say. Um, and I think deadly made it a lot bigger <laughs> than it was. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. If you'd like to try your hand at Alliance, our applications are always open. You can find more information by visiting AllianceSeasons.com. Keep your eyes peeled for upcoming announcements related to our new season, Suruali. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same goodnight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she Without a trace Nothing
nothing's gone forever, only out of place. So long, farewell, au revoir, be the same. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.